Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo Number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and as the uh, well-known gluttonous troll Julia Child says, find a play style you're passionate about and keep tremendously <laughs> investing in it. <laughs> Screamy Gee getting caught up with meta traffic with the Weatherlight Report. I'm bringing you the meat on the street. And then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. Well, apparently, it's not a bit. I don't know. It's just there. I don't know. All right. Whatever. All right. I don't know. Here we are. Thank you for tuning in to number six source of Magic the Gathering News. We are excited to be nominated for an Emmy Cruel. But before we applaud that, I want to give a quick shout out to our very own Mr. Combo for putting together that incredible video. It was an awesome editing job. We can tell you put a lot into it. So the applause goes to you this week, sir. Yes, sir. I didn't get carpal tunnel. So. Good. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's well worth the party. <laughs> We're going to start off at the top of the castle, ladies and carnage, and ensued with 45. So I want to talk about a five-color game that Dan still APB. I'm coming for you. Oh wait, he stuck another one in it. on. He stuck another one in on you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, so me, He's on a for the cast, Will, Dan, and I believe it was Marketing Ross playing a game on Sunday. Sure. And uh, I initially told Will, like, hey, play your five color deck so we can take a picture potentially of our screen share, send it to you, Big Tuck, and put you on tilt with the thousands oh. of dollars that are on our play mats. <laughs> sure. Which is the <laughs> second time you've tried to do this in like a month. Correct. <laughs> So that was our goal. It works. I had, I'm going to just say four to five creatures, give or take. I had a Gaddock Teague. I had a um, a Vencer. It had already been used, so it was done. I think one of the gods was a creature. And then I had a couple enchantment creature gods that were just enchantments. Literally doing nothing. Friend of the cast, Will, has Dragon Broodmother with, like, 15 dragons. Uh, And he is just big wholesale ass. He is whooping ass. And you know what uh, Dan does? Kill you immediately for no reason? Uh, No, he throws an overwhelming splendor on my ass for absolutely no reason. (laughs) And Will absolutely ran away with it. He ended up winning the game. And Dan's just like, well, I don't know. I just wanted to have fun at that time. (laughs) Bullshit. I know you're coming for me, so therefore I'm coming for you. So therefore, in your face, I will be coming for you. With the transitive property, of course. Wow. 100% Degeneration X. Suck it. He's still on on notice. Well, Uh, Squee McGee, what games do you want to talk about? So I want to talk about a future game that is in the works between said Big Tuck, the hotness, and the slice. I'm going to referee. We got referee Squee coming in hot. It's so. potentially this a WWF from we the We still 90s? haven't seen them fight each other. Man. It's, po- it's going to be, be the first matchup. It's going to be like the head. It's like going to be the headliner where like Bernie Sanders comes in with a chair <laughs> and it's those two going at each other and then like st- and then like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wait, referee. Bernie Sanders? Who's Bernie Sanders hitting with the chair? I don't know. It depends. I don't know. It's, it remains to be seen, but okay. somebody okay. <laughs> picking up the scraps. I'm excited for it. It's going to be good. It's potentially this weekend. 
Yeah. If, or uh, the last I've, weekend, you may hear about it next week. Yeah, it should be. I'm not sure yet. So we'll, we'll get it ironed out. Either way, it's going to be fun. I'm going to referee it. I suggest we stream it if possible. That would be uh, just, that would just be a fun. thought. I'm going to be really upset if uh, Nick the Hotness doesn't just punch the teeth out of Chuck the Slice. Just immediately. <laughs> just immediately. I also like how he's gone. I also like how we've invented a feud for two people who probably in real life are like completely nice yeah, and like practicing. Almost likely get along really well. Practicing nonviolence. <laughs> Anyways, I'm excited. Tuck, what game do you want to talk about? So I have, th- I have three quick hits. Jesus. Um, that were all kind of exciting. So uh, your wins, I guess. No, 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 no. Uh, I got. I did pull a win with Maze's End. Mm-hmm. Like honest to God. So that was sweet. Um, I did also pull a win at the eleventh hour with my Boros deck, um, which we'll get into maybe sometime in the future. And then lastly, uh, Sir Brian out there, uh, MDG Lord of Leaves. I was really panicked because it was the first time we played and I didn't want to seem like a nub and I totally nubbed it. Had a had a <laughs> colossal misplay, and, which almost sort of cost him the game and like kind of warped everything around it and then literally the rest of the game I did nothing but like try to do actions to take back what I had done. <laughs> uh, we don't need to get into specifics about it. A poorly timed temporal extortion might have been cast um, and then as made mention in the discord i did go immediately to the mirror while brushing my teeth and just said just looked at myself and just said no big tuck you suck it to myself so uh so i do have a question uh i have i've always heard from mr t himself how lord of leaves has a baller reese deck did you get uh, to yeah, see i it? would like to see that no, unfortunately, he was playing his Arcades deck, um, which, I mean, it worked. Like, it did what it did, but it was kind of one of those things where he rushed out with the value so fast, and, like, everyone was kind of going at the same speed, and, like, there was, like, one big board wipe, and... He kind of made himself archenemy, kind of. Kind of, and, like, he, he like, had the... He had the... Um, the Umizawa, the, the where your creatures can't be blocked, and he had oh, like yeah. twenty and plus change, and he was just bashing me in the face, Ooh, which makes rough. sense because obviously we have I'm the villain of the podcast for starters, <laughs> of course, and we have a we have a fake internet feud. Yeah, um, so I was I was like trying I was like I had a board wipe and I was like thinking about using it or not, and I was like I'm dead next turn, and I just there's nothing I can do to convince him otherwise, so uh, I'm just gonna lose this game for everyone real quick. But yeah, so anyways, uh, big big apology out to Lord of Leaves. Um, yeah, so that's all I got. Yeah, so I do want to put a challenge out there. I would like to see a Lord of Leaves Reese deck versus uh-huh, yes. a Squee McGee Reese deck. Absolutely. Versus I'll, I'll be a five-color Big Tuck deck versus a five-color Mr. Combo deck. Oh, I, love I, it. Be, I, like, I like it. I that's some weird it. dynamics. Yeah, that is some weird like stuff it. in there. I'm on, I'm on board. Yeah, let's date, do it. Boys. Let's put it in the it's books. It's a date. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up 40 Life in a Dash, hopefully for the future. Uh, now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse, what's the plane chase? So, you guys know what's happening. It's spoiler There's season. Holy cow. It's time for CMD Towers Top Cards. Oh, my God. It's like... Uh, I, I like a, it's like I briefly mentioned before the cast. Today was the first day where I actually got to sit down and look at the cards, including the reprints. Dude, Commander Twenty oh my God. is amazing. There's so many. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, unre- it's unreal. Like, Just buy a box I, or five. I don't I know. Ca- I kind of panicked and bought those 
bought five of them because like when i've done that before and been like great now i have like a bunch of are you excited I'm, oh I am can you not hear it in his voice i am extremely excited <laughs> like the reprints are the reprints are fire the value town of these was out of control the yep. new cut the new cards the the new cards from icoria are great yep. new cards from commander 2020 oh by and large are great like it's hard just to talk about one but again we don't want to be here for three hours Mr. Combo, I know you've had yours on pre-order as you do, um, and sometimes you sometimes your pre-orders sit in a box on the top of uh, one of your cabinets in the basement for a couple of days. Uh, I don't think that's going to be happening. I think I still have parts. two brawl decks down there sitting in box. <laughs> uh, but I mean, we, you, we've talked a lot about how like people are calling commanders. I'm sure we'll get into this on your legendary poll and whatnot. Yep. I mean, you got to be just as excited for it, right? Oh my Dude, goodness. I'm absolutely pumped. Like, so this this cast, guys, since we kind of got a double or double spoiler season yeah. with Ikoria and Commander 20. So today's going to be 100% focused on Commander 20, more because today was the last day when we record this in IRL of mm -hmm. Ikoria. So we just didn't have the proper time to digest, soak it in, yeah. let, let it bathe osmosis. over we us. Need that. We need that, we need that osmosis. osmosis. Uh, so we're going to do Ikoria next week, but today we really wanted to go into the Commander 20 set. And Tuck, I agree, man. Um... It's just bonkers. Like, it's I'm, all bangers. You know what? It's, it's, it's what we call white hot. Yeah. I'm <laughs> white hot on uh, this. I mean, uh, I, I saw a tweet from Sheldon Minery today that said that he feels that Commander 20 is the most balanced and fun to play Commander Dex printed as a precon in the years that he's seen it. And I would agree. I mean, I can't wait for them. I really, yeah, really I mean, I, I, I feel I, I like that a lot. Um, you know, I, I think I'm just looking at them and like they just seem like out of the box, all very good, very dynamic. I was you just know? about to um, ask. I agree. Like they seem like you don't need to put more than what you paid for it into that deck to have fun with it. Yeah, totally. And it's just like I, I was talking to some other people um, who were texting me and we're talking about it. And it's like. If you know anyone who's looking to like get into magic, this is Now's like the, the time. this is like sure. the time to do it. Like, oh yeah, any one of any one of these is a winner. Um, I don't know. I just think it's. I it just seems extremely exciting. Question for the class before we dive into this. Yes, teacher. Sure. I did not see a Teferi's protection level type card in this set. So, do you think after market, after the first 60 days or whatever, do you think these will be sets that will get up into that 90 to $120 range? Or do you think mm. they will kind of float more in that $60 range or even sub 60 like Commander 19? Um, um, I'd say between 60 and 90 would be my guess because I think a lot of these cards are going to get heavy use in other decks as well. Um but I don't think it's going to go over 90 because, yeah, there's not that single card that would be huge for anybody to get out of one of them. Yeah, um, I kind of agree. I think it's probably I don't think it's going to be the insane value town of um, Commander the, 18. Yeah, that's the tribal one, right? Yeah, each of the all of those are pretty much over 100 at this point, right? I like think just so. for the precons. So I don't know if it's going to get up that high. I don't think it's going to be like the last couple of years where it's you know, you can. I think you can still pick up some from last year for like thirty-five bucks. Oh no, Maybe. sorry, Commander Commander Seventeen was, was a tribal. A tribal Commander Eighteen was Planeswalkers. Planeswalkers. Commander Nineteen was the weird shit. We yeah, got the last weird, year. the weird mechanics. <laughs> I think, and I, I think this is kind of like 
I think this is an interesting return to form for com for the commander sets because now, like originally, they were three colors, right? And we've had a lot of like more of the allies colors. Um, it's been a long time since we've had five three color decks. Uh -huh, um, sure. I think I'm also curious to see like I think there's more factors now because like people aren't for the most part aren't playing as much paper, so there's a potential that they won't buy as many of these. Sure. Um, I think they've also yeah, done a better that. job. I think they've also, and traditionally, it seems like they're doing a better job of making these a lot more, um, they're making them a lot easier to get, right? Because they put them in all the big box stores. They just seem to be, they seem to be easier to pick up on Amazon and that sort of thing too, or at your local LGS. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm guessing a few of them, as always, will probably be like in the 50, 60 mark, maybe a little more, but I mean... Okay. I don't know. I, I bet these will all hold value, at least at 40, probably go up to 50 if they are as fun and, and as awesome as they seem like. Yep. But I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a finance guy, so <laughs> yeah, I love it. About the last comment I'll make on it before we migrate over into mm -hmm. our favorite cards is, you know, we got partner commanders back. Yep. Yep. Um, I think the big miss is not doing four color decks. And then having the partners be two color each. That is a yeah. humongous yeah. miss on my part. Why go this monocolored to a paired color yeah, sure. combo? You should have at least done pair pair. Or if you wanted to go weird, go mono and three. That would have been yeah, kind of that funky. would be cool. That and I mean that, that kind of weird. So I mean, but like I think I think this is a good sign, right? Like Sheldon. Uh, you know, hit hit his cards, quote unquote, That's when he it. talked about partner with coming back. So I mean, like, I think now that we've seen that they have, they're starting to figure out that mechanic and make it more feasible and viable. Like, sure. I mean, this it could be they could come back in four color and Commander Legends. You know, so um, I do think like the the four color commanders being so underpopulated is as does kind of suck. Um, but I don't know. I, I think there's so much cool stuff happening in, in these colors. I think this is I think this is a great step forward overall. Oh, yeah, me for sure. I, I just love that they're giving attention to things like cycling. Mm -hmm. it, you can have a lot of fun definitely. with it. I don't think we're super strong before this, so they definitely could use some of that support. Yeah. Hey, so. hey, Lance Armstrong would disagree. You can got the juice. There's like there's one that says like serum of cycling, and it's like until end of turn, until end of turn, all cycling is like Netua Manor or something absurd like that. But that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so I just thought of this. What if they called the Commander Twenty One or whatever set that had the four color pairings? They called that the Path to Thirty Two. Ooh. Now to cover like what's it. going on your yeah. little multiverse. What's a plane chase? All right. So uh, as we talked about, guys, we're going to do this thing. Creature, enchantment, artifact, sorcery, instant, and legend. We're going to Ixnay Planeswalkers because none of us really are that excited for a Johnny or Chandra or Jays. Yeah, I'm no, just like, not a Planeswalkers guy. Yeah, and I like... I like, I mean, I like the Planeswalkers that they reprinted, but again, they're kind of reprints, so it's like, whatever, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, but like, there's some reprints like our spoiler, uh, Deadly Tempest mm -hmm. or Silent Arbiter mm -hmm. that are exciting, sure. even though they aren't expensive. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. I feel like the Planeswalkers they picked were very meh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love, I love Raska, but she's been, re she was reprinted last year. She's been um, reprinted so many times. I think, I think, I think the two I like seeing is Nahiri the Ravager, because that card, that card wrecks. And, um, I, oh yeah, I love, we've talked about her on like four episodes. <laughs> um, and then I do like that Nissa. Four I think episodes she's, of what? That's the only podcast I do with you. Oh, that's right. Yes, of course. Our alter, our alter, alter egos. 
Um, and then our Red Hoods to our Robins to our Todd uh, Green. Where are we going? That's a deep cut. Um, and I do like the Nissa, but again, like they're not worth going into detail about. Nah, so, not at all. so I'm going to start this off with a card that on our own friend group sparked a lot of conversation. We're talking Agitator Ant. Oh my god, this, oh, this is one my, card. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. my oh, life. This, this card is so cool. Yeah, two colorless red, creature insect, it's a rare, it's a 2-2. Two, two. Squee, why don't you read its abilities? Yeah, so at the beginning of your end step, each player may put two plus one plus one counters on a creature <laughs> they control. Goad each creature that had counters put on it this way. Woof. Yep. <laughs> it's Woof. like uh, it's like that Orzov. <laughs> it's that uh, Orzov Agitator. I think that came out. Oh where you could, it was the same thing, but they couldn't attack you. Yeah, this is this uh, one's even better. Though. Hashtag uh, don't sorry. let Will play this. That he doesn't yeah. get one of these. Ha- hashtag this should go in every Marisi <laughs> deck <Yes>. ever printed. <laughs> Will you for can't sure. have one. <laughs> yeah, except and for, right except now for it's. Will. Well, here's the cool thing. It's trending at a dollar. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. This would be a card that I would kind of consider putting in, like, my red Neheb deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't I? Like, I'm making your stuff bigger mm-hmm. on the turn. You're going to have to swing. That's one less blocker for me to get damage and right. get more mana. And then maybe I kill your thing that has the plus one counters so I don't have to worry about the crackback. Well, I think this is a fantastic card. And even to your point, Neheb, you can put the you can put the counters on him to make him bigger because mm-hmm. you're probably going to be swinging in with him anyways, right? Yeah. So now he's dealing more damage or killing something and getting his flick trigger through, right? So I think, like, a lot of times, if you're playing a very combat-heavy commander or combat-heavy um, deck, you're going to have something to put this on, like a dragon or some yeah. big beater with flyer, and you're like, I'm going to be going to the red zone with this anyway, so this, for me, is just a pretty much like a three-for-one. Not to mention, now, it's got so much fun interaction on the board. Like, mm-hmm. it just makes everybody have a weird decision to make. So here's a question I have for you, Big Tuck. Uh, you've made yep. a lot of decks. Uh, yes. You've you've made some white. You've made some red. You made some boros. <laughs> is this a boros auto include? What um, we call a boros staple? Because every uh, boros deck is combat. Yeah, it's combat every, based. There, there's no way you do boros in any other way. Even feather is combat based. Yeah, right. And that would be good because it's a creature. I would say it's probably going to be. I wouldn't say it's a staple. Why wouldn't th- you say it's? A I'm staple? trying to think through. Just because like boros, you really need like. It's He's tough because I'm just trying to th- I'm just trying to think him. of like I'm trying to think of like a card <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a card I would cut out of like my Boros deck that like this is an instant into. Um, it fits into a lot of them, I would say. Um, it probably fits into a lot of like mono red decks as well. I don't know. I'd have to think on it, but I mean, it's really okay. cool. I, I I really like the interaction. Um, I like so even then to that point, like in my in my Boros deck. This is fine because I can just dump them on my commander who has vigilance, anyways. So, sure. um, I yeah, I don't know enough about Boros because it's one of my least favorite color <laughs> combinations <laughs> to think if it was like going in all of them. But I mean, it's really, it's really, really interesting and really, really well designed. Oh yeah, I cool. love it. Yeah. Well, Tuck, what kind of creature is your favorite? So, uh, mine is because it fits into a lot of texts that I have uh, and a new. Uh, Solemn Simulacrum. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Orbiter. We already talked about it, but I want to bring it up again. So he's a little angry, and he is a 
bit of a badger, a honey badger, if you will. So surly badger sar. Oh my goodness. How do you spell that? Okay, S-U-R-L-Y and then B-A-D-G-R-G-E-R-S-A-U-R. Like a badger, a badger dinosaur. dinosaur? Okay, wait, wait, I loved how we both picked mono red. <laughs> well, it needs, it needs all the That means all okay, three so. of us did. Surly, ba- Surly Badgersaur is a 3-3 creature badger dinosaur, which is hysterical. Um, and it pretty much it does like a waste knot or um, the new, the one that we talked about uh, where, where it deals a lot with like wheeling. So sure. when you discard a creature card, put a 1-1 counter on it. When you discard a land card, create a treasure token. I like Whenever that. you discard a non-creature, non-land card, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. So it's not as good as the, um, there's like waste knot. One, yeah, there's Wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's exactly. So it's not as good as Wasteland. It's good as good as that. But like in a deck where you're wheeling, like Nekazar, or as soon as I saw the spoiled, I'm like putting that in Angie, right? Yep. Like the value you'll get there, right? Especially if there's a deck where you can choose what you can discard out of. Um, you know, like a, a Croxa sort of deck where you're going to be discarding. You know, like okay, I can just play a land and get that back. It seems pretty sweet, um, especially for four mana. And granted, it's only three three, so it dies to lightning bolt, which we all know is very relevant in our playgroup. Yeah. But I love I love wheeling and dealings. I love cycling. Those are some of my favorite effects um, and some of my favorite decks to play. So when I saw this, I was like, uh, "It's a stupid. It's a very stupid name, and it's a very stupid creature type." But this card does a lot of cool stuff. It is neither but, stupid name yeah. or stupid creature type. But you know what? It is better than the otter that got banned. Oh. Before. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that was a feisty otter that sorry, was that sorry marketing ross yeah it's off break again <laughs> oh yeah because wait hold on um just to make sure marketing ross is clear there were 10 right and then now there's only nine that are playable because one correct of them, is that right and which one was yep. it that got banned uh i think it was the is it otter that let oh, you that's right. copy spells oh I that's right so. Sorry, sorry, Marketing Ross. That's a tough break, pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move over to enchantments now. This was really difficult for me because, yeah. honestly, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like a lot of the C20, at least new enchantments, were very similar in mechanics. Yeah. So I picked this one. I feel the same way about the instance a little bit, too. But anyways. Parasitic Impetus. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Are you serious? You're just taking all mine. I mean, I can share my screen with you if you really want to check. But no, no, <laughs> I don't want to see you. Oh, yeah. You're going to share your screen. It's just going to say sitting tight. That's all it's going to say for every card. It's just, it's just typed on the same page for like 60 pages, like in The Shining. And then a picture uh, of me in the background giving you the figure. Of, yeah. I mean, I got to say there was a lot of goad and there's three of these that effectively do the same thing. So yeah. I, I think they're all cool, though. But anyway, go ahead. So parasitic impetus two colorless black enchantment aura uncommon enchant creature enchanted creature gets plus two plus two and is goaded if you are not familiar with goad it attacks each combat if able and attacks a player other than you if able but here's the reason i picked it whenever enchanted creature attacks its controller loses two life Mm -hmm. and you gain two life oh it's so good to me usually when someone has a creature that's goaded and you're the person that's getting hit. It's like, damn, that sucks. So I better kill it so it can't hit me next time. Right. This is one of those creatures where the defending player has a Sophie's choice. Oh, wow. Has to go, Man, 
do I do I just take the damage and maybe they lose two life and I and you know the other person gains two that's fine because maybe the person attacking me has a lower life total right and this puts them closer to death closer, than it puts right. me closer to death because I can't kill them on my own it's right. a very weird complex thing I really enjoy it and, and to your point it, this is a six man this every time this creature attacks it's a six uh, damage or life swing right because like yep. Yep. it gets a plus two they lose two and you gain two life right for three mana every turn um and especially like if and i think i think goad is also kind of a sleeper when you can do stuff like this where if they're playing a commander that you they don't want to get in the red zone because it's super fragile sure. right like a krenko for example that's kind of a bad example because they can just tap it but something along those lines where it's like a very fragile commander think, think attracts the super friends yeah, yeah right for sure yeah, um, I think this is really cool also because it kind of plays off of what we just came out of in Throne and those with Enchantment and Aura, so he's kind of continuing that support. So mm -hmm. maybe they're going to continue to do that in future sets, and I think that'd be cool because Auras seem to be kind of just forgotten about for the most part previously. I mean, I don't feel like it, Auras are forgotten about because there's a lot of Enchantress stuff that's been played in the last 18 months in mm -hmm. Standard. What I do believe, though, is that... Sorry, guys, this doesn't come out till Tuesday. Uh, right now, I'm showing Card Kingdom has this for a quarter. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> the price is trending at $2.75. Yeah, I mean, it isn't uncommon. I, yeah. I mean, I, 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 well, uncommons usually go for under a buck unless right. they're broken right. like a Ristic study. I truly feel that this will be a $2 uncommon Probably. for the near future. This is a good card. This it also is going to get. Well, this, you're going to hear the typhoon gust of this being windmill slammed into a uh, friend of the show, Dan's uh, Zancha deck. Well, he doesn't have a Zancha deck anymore. Did he just, he just build it? Yeah, he dismantled it. For what reason? Uh, he built <laughs> Queen Marchesa. Uh, he's a scumbag. He's just, he just got. Uh, he'll probably he'll probably just throw it in there. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. He just got he just got jealous of mine. Yeah, I think this will Pretty play much. really nicely with a lot of cards in black. So I yeah. can see it being two, maybe two fifty. Yeah, I yeah. do. I do think it's cool. Uh, curious for you guys. Do you guys know of any other black cards that goad? Because I'm not, not remembering off the top of my head. I, I mean, there's so, so there's so few. Yeah, it was such I a think, new mechanic. It's, so it's more of a red. Goads and red. Red. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, I I don't know. Maybe maybe this is the uh, the uh, breaker of the the year of the good trend. coil. Yeah. Oh. Well, Tuck, <laughs> what enchantment do you want to talk about? So um, again, we may mention this earlier. Uh, unlike some scumbags out there, uh, looking at you, single Aaron, uh, I am a huge fan of cycling. It's one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite build arounds. Uh, and they just came out with one that is a very exciting. So Crystalline Resonance. So two colorless and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever you cycle a card, you may have it become a copy of another target permanent until your next turn, except it has this ability. That's super cool. Very, very, very basic stuff here, but it can turn into a rock. It can turn into a creature to block with. It can turn into uh, an omniscience. Whatever's out there that the best thing this could easily turn into. So again, I think... Um, I'm kind of upset that they didn't keep cycling in Esper because now I have to make a difficult choice and see if I want to keep Zer or dismantle him for parts or <laughs> just have keep to go my shopping. other Esper deck. And so that's a nightmare choice that I'm not looking forward to making. But I hey, think like color cycling. I, I I've thought about it. I'm not gonna lie. To you. If you need help <laughs> making choices, you can always call me. I'm happy to counsel. 
Okay, yes. Council squeeze. That's the third swap. No, of no, no. This is Reverend like... Squeeze talking still. Oh, that's true. Yeah, going go into, go into the church of Squeeze. But yeah, so um, I just think this card's really versatile. Um, I think it, I think the fact that it's only till end of turn, usually you're um, cycling a lot, you know. Uh, no, sorry. Riding. It says until your next turn. Oh, until your uh -huh. next turn. Ah, oh, yeah. rats. It's okay. real good. Yeah, that's everything. It is still good, really good. Yeah. Wow, that's even better. <laughs> well, because you can just wait, because a lot of times with cycling, you kind of play it like a draw go deck because all your sure. cycling abilities can happen whenever. So you're like, okay, I'll just have it turn into this thing, do all this stuff, and then cycle back into it, or do like turn into a Grave Titan if you need blockers. So for three mana, I mean, for a copy, thing seems pretty good. Uh, yes. So that's a, that's the only one I got there. Cool. Well, let's head over to Artifacts. Uh, let's make sure that Reverend Squee doesn't copy me again. I'm talking about <laughs> Show the, me what best, you got. the best mana rock ever printed. Oh, God. I got you here. No, it's not it. Manascape Refractor. Yep, yeah, you got that's it. what I picked. It's me. Yeah. Wait, did you pick that's this what we all picked. Yeah. I thought, about get, I thought about getting cutesy and trying to do something else. By the way, like, I'm nah. going first next time. No, you know this is the best mana oh, rock yeah, ever printed, incredible. right? Yeah, so, this card's great. Guys, Okay, here's what we're going to do. Since all three of us picked it, I'm going to read oh, the like title in the CMC. Tuck, you read the rarity and the last paragraph. Okay. And then Squee, you read the first two paragraphs. Okay. Like all it. right, we got it coordinated <laughs> yeah, on yeah. the go. <laughs> Lined up. Three, two, one, execute. Manascape Refractor, three colorless. It is a rare. Manascape Refractor enters the battlefield tapped. Manascape Refractor has all activated abilities of all lands on the battlefield. You may spend mana as those and mana of any color to pay the activation cost of Manascape Refractor's ability. It's, it's kind of so broken. <laughs> it's kind of dirty. Considering it's already trending at ten dollars, yeah, it it's ridiculous. Broken. I can't. Okay, so when I first, like, I, I don't it was believe like it. I do not believe it. Activated abilities of all lands. Like what? <laughs> all of them. This is like and a this is a dirt cheap guy's cradle if you ever saw one. Yeah, yeah, or anything like. But hey, guys, at least it comes in tapped. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, so sure. You, have one you have one turn for someone and, and or an one. amulet of vigor. Well, and that's and like that's even like best case scenario. Worst case scenario is you play this and people are so scary they just immediately burn their artifact or enchantment removal. Yeah, and then the next no, turn you're like, all yeah. right, I'll just play something that's better that's like better for my game state than it. It's just, it's insanity. Like, I don't think this card, this may be, this could end up being the expensive card in the set. Oh yeah. This, I think this, Ooh, I think there's, that, I think there's, that's think, a good call. I think there's two, I think there's two that are going to be expensive. And I think this is definitely a runner up for one. of I them. I mean, I see this going to 20 or 30 pretty easy. If it's, yeah, it's not like printed legends can get up there. Yeah. Very true as well. Um, yeah. And like, hey, if, if you guys are curious in the new card section on EDH rec, on the main escape refractor page, it is present in 100% of the decks. Of course it is. Wow. Because it's, it's amazing. Refractor. <laughs> this is yeah. like Soul Ring. Put it in every deck. Yeah, pretty much. And like the fact that it can, if you have something that can untap a land, if you have something that can untap an artifact, like, or some sort of, like, this is like Rube Goldberg, like, I think when you first oh, see it, you can definitely go infinite with this. Yeah, and like 100%. when I first, when I first see it, I just think it's exciting because it's like a cool card. But then, like unfortunately, because I don't think like a degen, uh, <laughs> like I like it takes you two seconds. Then you're like, oh, this card is broken. This card can be broken in like ninety percent of decks. It's gonna get played. Oh, for sure. It's just it's completely insanity. There's definitely uh, lands that let you untap uh -huh. target land, 
And oh if my you God. have a land, yeah, if you have a land that taps for a whole bunch of mana, and then you have a land that untaps target land, you just go infinite right there. Yeah. You're fucking done. You're you're done. Oh, sorry. You're we'll, done. We'll bleep we'll it. We'll bleep it. Keep, the, keep that in. We got the bleeps. Uh, so yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, it's. I would say if you're going to have a quote-unquote Teferi protection level card in the set, this would be that card. This is pretty, yeah, I think it's, I think, like I said, I think it's tied it's to universal, one other one. Just anything. But here's the thing. We talked about this same type of thing with Nyx Bloom mm-hmm. uh, Lotus. That yes. the artifact? Oh, yeah. Yes. I never yeah, thought yeah, that, yeah. that one costs so I, much, though, like, to get out. It's five. Right. But then it taps for all your devotion. devotion yeah. But you know how much extra one mana costs in Magic as far as dollars is concerned. True, but we were just talking about this. Me and Com- me and Mr. Combo were talking offline. We thought that card was going to go straight up, and it's like $2? Two two fifty. Yeah. I think? So I'm almost wondering if, like, this is a... You know, you walk into the bar, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go get me some hot, sexy cards. And it's like, ooh, Manascape Refractor, you look really good. And then, like, two weeks later, you're, like, dumping her on the, like, yeah, yeah, on the street. I'm sick, I'm sick of you. I'm tired of you. I played three games with only, yeah. only I, I've never clean. I've never, I've never gotten to untap you. The second you go down, you get blown up. You're garbage. The one time I played you, nobody had any activated abilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I was playing. Everyone I, was playing basic lands. <laughs> I really look at this card as a kill on sight card for your opponents because Probably. they're just scared of what you could yeah, do. What, yeah. Could right, you imagine right. this with the Cabal Coffers? Oh my gosh. Well, it's like it's just like well, and it's also a, no, it's activated abilities. So I was like, does it count for itself? Well, I guess if it hasn't, never mind. The well, no, that wouldn't work either. Anyway, the point, the point, yeah, I don't know, my brain, my brain no work. Um, I've been looking at blob files all day for you IT nerds out there. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's insane, like, it's, it's so, great. it's so broken. It could, I mean, it could be the thing where this is going to drop to, like, five somehow, but I highly, highly doubt it. Yeah, I mean, I will say this. Uh, I'm going to be happy that I get the one mm-hmm. that I do in my box, um, and I'll find a home for it. Sure. But I won't I won't buy copies proactively unless either A, I find some broken degenerate thing that's you easy will. to do, or it drops in price under five bucks. If it drops under yeah. five dollars, I'll probably pick it up like a soul ring. But outside <laughs> of that, I won't do. <laughs> You'll be on your path to 50 <laughs> Manascape Refractor. Yep. Correct. All right, guys. Well, since we went unanimous on artifacts, we're going to head over to sorceries. I did pick a reprint. Me too. I hope we're not, because we are currently, we're three for three, my man. I'm very upset. (laughs) It's like Deadly Tempest. (laughs) I'm picking Dune Blast. Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah, Dune Blast is cool. (laughs) Yeah, four colorless. Uh, Abzan. Four colorless Abzan uh, sorcery. Choose up to one creature, destroy the rest. Mm-hmm. It's yep. not an expensive card. It's not a yep. flashy card. But I feel like this is a card that maybe sometimes entry-level Magic players don't know about. Yeah. And it's definitely one where it's like, I keep the best thing that I have, and I get rid of everything else that Correct. you guys have. Yep. Fantastic yeah. card. Yeah, I like it. Like you said, I think it's slightly overcosted. I mean, it's one more than Deadly Tempest, and you get to keep creature. Um, but again, like this new deck that's getting printed seems like it's kind of leaning towards like Abzan Voltron, sort of. A I feel bit. like a lot oh, of yeah. decks that we've seen in Ikoria and mm-hmm. C20 are kind of leaning towards this Voltron yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Voltron's been, I, I would say, fairly weak. So I mean, it could As, use a little bit of it. Yeah, and like I like you said, it's another budget. This is like another great like 
this is another thing where it's like when I'm first building a deck, I'm like, okay, board wipe, you know, or like if you're building or like putting cards together for someone who's new and you're like, hey, this this might work for this deck. Have you thought about it? That sort of thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, like like you said, this is definitely like a, a, a workman's kind of board wipe. But I mean, when it does its job, it does its job. Awesome. Yes. It's what we call a blue collar board wipe. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. It works hard. It does what you need. Yeah. All right. Squee, what sorcery do you want to talk about? All right. So I am also talking to reprint here. It's Animus Awakening, and it is oh. X and a green for a sorcery. Reveal the top X cards of your library. Put all land cards from among them onto the battlefield tapped, and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And then it has Spell Mastery, which is if there are two or more instant and or sorcery cards in your graveyard, untap those lands. I, hey, I, think we, I think we talk about this in a uh, upcoming uh, gruel yes. episode Ooh, that we yeah. did. This, yes, and yes. boy, this card this card has bit me directly in the ass on more than one occasion. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited about this card. It has a lot of use just in green as as a mediocre ramp spell and or sure. a really good thing for any sort of deck that likes to bring lands out on the battlefield, dump them into the graveyard, whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you got the, uh, if you have some more of that like spell slinger kind of stuff, that'll help too. Um, this is going to play into a card that we may or may not talk about later, which mm -hmm. is very exciting. Um, this was kind of creeping up there to like over a dollar. This will put it right back below that. Um, yeah, I, I think, like you said, I think it's a good you can't there's sometimes where you can get wild um because it's land cards not necessarily basic lands um, right. and you can just have some explosive turnouts but again like there's been times where i'm like all right we're going for five and nothing you know <laughs> so i it's well, that's just a personal thing with me here, here's a big thing i like about this card and i'm glad you picked it squee sometimes when we do our uh bruise and builds episodes with our alter egos Mr. Combo Esquire. <laughs> yeah. uh, large, large, we, large tuck. We, we, we slot all the ramp cards, basically your Kadama's reaches mm -hmm. and so forth, cultivates into the green section, how you establish your board state. Right. This is honestly the kind of card that I think gives you a late game ramp option to where it's yes. like, it's turn 12. Mm -hmm. I got nothing. I got 15 lands. I'll let's, spin let's, the wheel let's for 13 go. or 14. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Mm -hmm. Who knows what I'll get? And you know what the worst case scenario is? You clear out your deck of all the lands, and I'm telling you, listeners in the interwebs, uh, a series of twos, a thing. If you will. Oh yeah, yeah. Deck thinning is absolutely a deal. Uh, I can I can testify to that because we talked about it in a forty life and a dash a week or two ago with my bird of prey deck, to where I was playing Duff, Marketing Ross, and Dan, and I had land tax, and I got almost all the basics out of my deck by like turn. Seven, yeah. eight. Yep. It's so it helpful. Just like because then you only draw heaters. Now is gas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So something like this is very good for a deck that has green that does run a lot of lands because it could be turn twelve or thirteen. If you draw a cultivate, you're gonna feel real dumb. Right. Mm -hmm. If you draw this, it's like well, got some worst that can case work scenario. Right. I clear out all my lands. Yeah. 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 So no, I agree. And like, I like again. It. I might get you like late game, like you said, it might give you just like the oomph to like get that last like big spell in or like the last value train going. Yep, and then so, a dollar like it's said, not prohibitive in any means. I think I think it's fine. Like I said, I've just had a very bad relationship with this card, so I got a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Well, take that. Well, past what do you girlfriend not have a sour presence. taste in? What card do you want to talk uh, about? Keeping the uh, cycling train going here. Uh, we we are talking about <laughs> dismantling wave. 
So two colorless and a white um, sorcery for each opponent. Destroy up to one target oh, yeah. artifact or enchantment that player controls. Um, and it's got a monster <laughs> cycling cost of eight. <laughs> when you cycle this, um, at first, like, stand up and go to the bathroom because you've clearly not been doing anything the entire game. Right. Um, and then destroy all artifacts and enchantments. So for me, mostly this is a three. The way I look at this, this is a three for one better disenchant at sorcery speed for one more mana. Um, again, it's not exile, so that's fine. Um, destroying up to destroying one for each opponent, I think, is very good. Usually, someone's got. Usually, someone will have something to target. Sometimes, some people will have more. Um, and then for me, I kind of look at the cycling. It's like the cherry on top. We've seen them in this. There are cards that like reduce cycling, so this could come in in like a pinch. Um, I don't know. I like I said, I like cyclings. I didn't want to talk about. And uh, there's a couple other cards that might come up in a minute, but I want to talk about something that might be a little off the beaten path. Well, so, I, I the, see a trend here with Big Tuck. I think you're going to have a Value Town kind of parade with Commander 2020. <laughs> All these I, two and three kind of ability that, things that, that are is, just cheap that, to play. That is my. Uh, we're, we were talking. We we're talking about with someone where it's like, what is that? It's like the and the choose one deck. <laughs> what we're talking about that with. It was like it was no like mo module tribal. Never mind. Anyway, um, no. But this is <laughs> this is the last one I have that has uh, cycling or more than one ability on it. But so here's here's my thought on it. Um, I think you do make a good point about the disenchant perspective. I mean, granted, you cannot underestimate instant speed removal. Sure. Yeah. Especially with an artifact or enchantment. Unfortunately, but I think something that big big tech read it but didn't highlight it. We talk a lot of times about how there are some of these removal spells. That say, uh, remove up to, or sorry, remove a creature from each player, mm -hmm. or remove an enchantment yeah. from each player. That means you too, and that mm -hmm. means if someone yeah. doesn't have a target, you can't do it. Like a decimate, this, if you will. Correct. So with this saying, up to one, mm -hmm. that gives you the flexibility mm -hmm. of man. Someone got their omniscience is a little ridiculous let's go aetherflux reservoir and a rhystic study right okay i'll pay three and get rid of those two even though us other two don't have anything sure. getting rid of a rhystic study and the aetherflux reservoir for three mana feels real pretty good. pretty good yeah and, yep. and again um up to one i've i've it's happened before where like decimate i can't fire because there's not an enchantment on it so um, I don't, it's at $6 right now, which for me seems a little pricey. I doubt it will stay that high. Um, but again, just if you're looking for a little more utility, looking for a different kind of card out there, love dismantling. Yep. Well, uh, I'm going to break the bank with my instant. Uh -huh. That's what we're going to next. Uh, there's a cycle of these printed. Yeah. Apparently card kingdom has them for a dollar 99 yet. The market is trending at 16 bucks. Mm, okay. So I may just buy up a bunch of them <laughs> right okay. now. We're talking deadly roll. Mother of hell. You're killing me, my man. I hate you. I hate you <laughs> so wow, much I have right this right at now. 15? I wow, saw it for 10 where I was looking earlier. Cents. It looks What's like it's wildly up at? and down. This card's oh, God, so... I don't know. Like, this it's, card's broken, if yeah, you ask so me. Here, here it is, guys. Three colorless black. It's an instant. It's a rare. Squee, read off its abilities. All right. So if you control a commander, you may cast this spell without paying its mana cost. Exile target creature. What? <laughs> yeah, and the thing I love about that is uh, partner commanders just yeah. got way better. Right, you can have yeah. either or. It does like this card's too good. It's too good. How much? If yeah, it was wanna... destroy, maybe, but exile. Eesh. I want to know what the uh, I want to know what the blue one's going for. Do you guys remember what that? Do you guys remember what that's called off the top? Are oh, you not talking about it? No. 
I, 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 I intentionally, cause I figured, I figured these were going to get talked about a ton. Um, so I was like, I don't really want to do this cycle of free spells. You heard that, ladies and germs. If you only listen to the CMD tower podcast, big tuck will not talk about the things that you want to hear about. Exactly. The, uh, <laughs> so FYI, yeah. On TCG player, this card minimum is going for 16 bucks. Uh, uh I, just looked up, yeah. I just looked up the, uh, I looked up the fierce guardianship, which does the same thing except counter non-target creature spell $28. Woo! Oh, dude, that's CDH playable. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's like, it's a legacy too, or something like that. No, cause it's not commander. They don't have commander. Commanders. Or there's some there's one of those vintage. I don't know. This is this is going to be legal in some other constructed format. That no, no, like, no. It's legal in legacy and vintage, but it's not. Oh, right. Yeah. No commanders. Good point. Um, yeah. Wow. And it's still twenty eight dollars. Uh, yeah. no, I mean, just think about it. Every CEDH deck that has blue is going yeah, to run this for sure. And then why wouldn't you run this in any casual like, oh, instead of running Counterspell, I'll just run that because I'm going to play my commander because I'm not right. a buffoon. Correct, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and like, and again, to your point, and talking about like the partner's help, like the, what is the ones where it's um, Vile Smasher and Timnos or whatever? That's also yep. like one of the most common CDH commanders, and this is like a slam dunk in there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really good, but I'm not talking about that. Uh, I'm talking about another card, which I think is real cute. And uh, oh, it's going to be real trash. We are talking about Curious Herd. See, they come out of they're scared because they're animals, but then they see these relics in the field and then they want to trot over. It's like Stout, my giant cat, whenever I come home with a new piece of equipment. So Curious Herd is three colorless and a green for an instant. Choose target opponent. You create X33 green beast creature tokens where X is the number of artifacts that player controls. So Ooh, that's kind of good. I, I like it. It's it's not super flashy, but the decks like this sure. isn't just going to be something you just like, oh, I'm just going to jam this into every deck. It's like you're yeah. running populate effects. You're running proliferate effects. Um, you're running against people in your meta that, you know, are playing artifacts. Right. So if, if you're playing against a monocolor deck, you're probably going to see it. If you're playing against someone who's in a plane, like maybe an Akiri line slinger, um, you're going to see this out. I think this is usually going to be like four for at least three. And then again, if you're playing like your parallel lives and whatnot, like it's more of like a four for six so that's the way i kind of look at this right like this isn't a card that you're just going to plop out of nowhere um i do like the fact that we talked earlier this is at instant speed so if you're about to die and you just need you're like yeah, yeah bring it nice. on in and they're swinging it in and then they're like oh yeah uh, i'll attack this guy with this other two you can go haha and live through it so a kind of a fringe playable card but again i don't want to talk about this i don't want to talk about the uh if you have your commander do rigmarole uh although i will say this uh i am deflecting swat i i am shocked that uh squee didn't go with the free fog what how did that nah. happen nah it's too predictable oh okay apparently uh, well, I've, I've i was gonna say into, can, can, to mr can, combo's brain came and bitch you right in the ass on that one <laughs> so anyways yeah i think here's hurt is cool um and you will you will probably see this in like your proliferate and uh, other green token deck cool yeah no i mean i don't, ha I don't have a whole lot to add yeah. to it yeah. it's a pretty uh what i would call meat and potatoes yes definitely type of card and i would say it's definitely one that you're not going to slot into your deck if you play with a lot of random folk mm -hmm. it's going to be more yeah. one oh i have this meta yeah. i know that people are running artifacts know, like right and center yeah, yeah. 30 percent of the time 20 percent yeah. of the time usually someone has an artifact deck so i'm gonna get the payoff when i need it yep. um i do want to give a couple highlighted shout outs deflecting swat 
to colorless red. Basically, it's the <laughs> we're just gonna go, we're just gonna go do, We're gonna go through and do the cycle anyways. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, you may choose new targets for target spell or ability. That's pretty amazing. And then, have you heard of Glad Muse? Uh, I'm confused by this card. Is that Two colorless green. Whenever a player casts a spell, if it's not their turn, that player draws a card. That's Ooh. not an instant, though, right? Nope, it's a okay. creature. Okay, gotcha. I just want to make sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. Um, so, Deflecting Swat's going for $17. Glad Muse is going for 14 What? Yeah. Seriously? That's oh ridiculous. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. Uh, People are stuck at home, just they're they're getting too excited. Well, and like this always happens, right? Like you'll see that the value of these when they get for like the values of these deck lists on, on MTG Goldfish are like were what last time I checked like over two hundred and you're like, okay, yeah. like everyone's oh, yeah, settled down. The commanders like, come around twenty and then they bump Yeah, right. Like and three then like there'll be a couple bucks. There'll be some cards that are like five, six, seven, and then like a, a couple, which we've probably talked about that are gonna be like twenty. Um yep. so no, I think it's an interesting card. It plays really well into that. What was that? There's just that new thing that got printed that's like Flash Tribal. So, I mean, that seems like oh, that yeah. slots right into there. Um, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now we're going to head over to the last bit of this, guys. The legendary section. Yeah. I swear to God, Squee, if you pick the same I'm going card. first this time. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. All right, here we go. I'm what going with Zyrus the Writhing Storm. You're a bitch. Yes. You know that, that, that's a legend that I'm building. I literally posted that in our group chat. Dibs. This is my card. Read it off. Read it off. I had to do it. I had to do it. Wow. Uh, can you say a blast? Anyways, this card's also awesome. But yeah, read it off, please. No, I don't want to. You've just taken the fun out of it. I've already bought all the cards for the deck. I just don't even want to talk about it no more. <laughs> oh, man. Well, wow. here we go. So. That, is, that, that, is, that is petty. Oh, man. So for two, a green. Tom Petty. Ooh, deep uh, cut. R.I.P. Yeah, for He's, sure. Uh, wait, hold on. I got this. He's uh, free. free Fallen from Heaven. Oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> Cyrus the Writhing Storm, two colorless, a green, a blue, a red, and is a snake leviathan for those leviathan tribals uh, flying. <laughs> Whenever an opponent draws a card, except the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, create a 1-1 green snake creature token. Whenever Cyrus the Writhing Storm deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each draw that many cards, and it's a 3-5. Woo! I wish y'all could see Mr. Combo's face right now. <laughs> I'm so... Peed. <laughs> and by peed, I peed myself. Sorry, sorry, I put myself on mute for a minute. Yeah, I was losing it. I'm still am. I barely made it through. <laughs> so, Mr. Combo, what do you think about this printed legendary? Oh, I think it's a pretty great teamer card, uh, considering I'm using it to supplement my Animar deck. Uh, Very good. And I, I, I kind of look at this as like you build it with three different avenues. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, you got red for all your wheel effects, yep. so that way you're making tons of snakes. Blue is your card draw counter protection mm-hmm. type things. And then green is your overrun populate, right. yeah, yeah. that type snake, of stuff. Snake, so, uh, otherwise, whatnot. You yeah. Need. yeah, yeah. So I kind of look at this deck as a weird combination. I'm, I'm The way I'm building it is primarily one, it's gonna be a mill deck. Uh, I want to make okay. people mill. Uh, I mean, we'll alter the brood. We do wheel of fortune. Now, the, to be fa- to be fair, there is an alter of the brood on 
There's a snake on Altar of the Brood, so you're getting that going. Themed. Uh, So that's like primary way you win number one. Number two is you win off command damage Mm -hmm. just because you have to deal damage to do the whole card rigmarole. And a lot of the snake tribal stuff makes it unblockable. Mm -hmm. So you can get in and kill a person. You're not going to kill the table, but you can kill a person off of it. And then number three is maybe you have 40 snakes and you do the whole rigmarole, Reese the Redeemed. I'm just going to swing in and kill you i uh when, yeah. when we were talking about this uh i clued mr combo in on a card that is a slam dunk in it uh cassetto orochi archmage uh mm-hmm. used, used to be the snake tribal leader colorless green blue two two legendary snake creature wizard and for green and blue target creature can't be blocked this turn that creature's a snake it gets plus two plus two till end of turn seems pretty good in the deck yeah, by the way, uh, since uh, Cassetto used to be the Snake Tribal Leader, mm-hmm. when you look at Cassetto's art versus Exorus's or Xerus's art, clearly Cassetto is worshipping well, Xerus, because there's no way that Xerus worships <laughs> Also, Cassetto. and again, we've talked about this I before. mean, look at Xerus. He's huge. How, how is Cassetto not... How is, like, Sadisi uh, Naga Naga not going to work in this deck? But Cassetto is not. He has arms. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Doesn't he have forearms? Yes, he does. And who knows? We can't see under the uh, robes, so he could be packing there it is. a couple arms down there, too. Bringing it out live. <laughs> Mr. Combo just brought the paper onto the screen. Oh, nice. oh, yeah. I'm even more excited for that guy. Oh, yeah. There it is. Oh, right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Squee is a little biatch. Took mine. <laughs> so, uh, Tuck, you took why don't my you wrap first up four. this section? <laughs> uh, that was pretty great. Um, I am actually talking about one of my favorite tribals um, on here. And humans. We, we, yes, exactly. Uh, trying to play modern and EDH. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are talking Zaraxa, the exemplary. So he, how the hell do you spell that, son? That is Z A X R A R A. Or you could probably Z-A-X. just do Z A X, and that'll probably get you there. Yeah, that gets you there. That's all you need. <laughs> so he is a colorless insulti, uh, green, black, blue. He has he's a two three nightmare hydra who seems to be a mythic. Um, he's I'm a loving this th- hydra support. Yeah, two three death touch. You can tap him for any two for add two mana of any one color, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but more importantly, when you cast a spell with X in its mana cost, create a zero zero green Hydra creature token. Then put that put X plus one plus one counters on it. So I was looking into this uh, Soul Tie. We've kind of talked about pretty much as like Yarrock or Graveyard Shenanigans. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think this kind of opens up the field a little bit more. Um, I don't really have a deck. I have had Hydra decks in the past. They haven't worked. I mean, are you? Are you that excited to build Soltai Smash Face? Kind of. Like, um, Soltai Smash Face, Soltai Plus One Plus One Counter Rigmarole. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't have that much. And I love Hydras, so being able to have a place to slot all those in makes me excited. Yeah. I love playing big X spells, so ramp I'm really excited fast, that, play yeah, them I'm, out. The ramp's really, really good on that, mm-hmm. especially for Hydras, since they're almost all X spells type of thing. So, yeah, I love yeah. that they added the ramp into this commander and also didn't make him super expensive, so you can still get that out pretty early in the game. Exactly. Like, I can see this be like a really fast, real big Hydra deck. 
Um, that's what I was excited about, to be honest with you. Uh, I also don't really know what other ones I want to build or which ones are going to be good. Like some of the partner ones are interesting, but people have been a little greedy in the uh, Discord and snapping up them left, right, and center. So uh, maybe I'll just build humans and just sit there. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I only, I only have one Soul Tide deck, and I like the fact that this just does something, anything different oh, than the ones I mean, that I've been this has got to so go far. in attracts so, it too, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. So anywho, that's that's what I got. Cool. Well, let's head over to Planeswalkers. Well, clearly they didn't print any decent or fun to talk about Planeswalkers in this deck, like we mentioned. So that's going to wrap up. What's the plane chase? Now in that last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee. Today, I am actually within rules here, believe it or not, on EDH right now, there's only nine commanders. Akim the Soaring Wind, he's one of the new ones. It's, it's a bird dinosaur, uh, two colorless, blue, red, white, and then it has flying. Whenever you create one or more tokens for the first time each turn, create a 1-1 one, one white bird creature token with flying. <laughs> sure. And then for three colorless, blue, red, white creature tokens you control, gain double strike until end of turn, and he's a 3-4. America! Woo! Yeah, I'm really, really excited about this. Um, just the ability to create tokens with flying mm -hmm. out on the board and do whatever the hell you want, pretty much, yeah. and then give everybody double strike? Double strike is so good. Double strike's good. And again, this is... Yeah, that's awesome when you're in Jeskai and you're making one ones. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And, and you have anointed procession out. Um, I just like how it's a little different. Like, I think finally we're, we we could realize our dream of playing only Jeskai decks on 4th of July. This could be the year it happens. It could be. So that's one of the reasons why I'm excited about this guy. Well, this one's good, and uh, Mr. Combo, I'm glad you brought up the 1-1 one, one situation. So the first card I wanted to talk about is Crested Sunmare. Uh, three colorless, two white, a creature horse. Other horse creatures, oh, yeah. or other horses you control have indestructible at the beginning of each end step. If you gain life this turn, create a 5-5 five, five white horse creature token, and he's a 5-5. Five, five. Mm -hmm. So you can start bouncing out these 5-5 five, five creature tokens with indestructible, give them double strike, and that's pretty dirty. Yeah, the, the horse is a real deal. Also, four bucks? That's insane. It's real good. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta think about it. You have to get rid of the main horse mm -hmm. or you're just effed. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, the yeah. indestructible is crazy on that. And then it's really hard to come by 5-5 five, five tokens in general. Uh, sure, you yeah. usually have to do quite a bit to get those, and just gaining life is not exactly something that's too hard and white. Uh, this card, this this deck really gives you a carrot to play this card. Woo! <laughs> like the incentive. He went there. So next card I wanted to get into is Nadir Kraken. It's another pretty new card. It is Ooh. one colorless, two blue, creature Kraken. Whenever you draw a card, you may pay one colorless. If you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on Nadir Kraken and create a one, one blue oh, tentacle yeah. creature token. So you're just bouncing out more tokens out here. So that's going to feed into <laughs> your commander. Then you have more creatures that are going to be double striking, even if it's one, one. I don't really care uh, if they're getting through. or If you're going yeah. wide with this, that double strike makes up for a lot. Um, and then he gets big himself every time mm -hmm. you draw a card. I always thought this card was legendary when I looked at it, and I have no idea why. But it, it is has the artwork it, on it, like that's because usually when you see it, it's that full art, yeah. and so it's like, oh, clearly you're a cool card. Yeah, right. one that's Sometimes gonna help help my deck. No, I think it's cool too. Yeah, let's dump out some tokens in Jeskai. Yeah, why not? 
I, I figured it'd be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, you just need a way to at least once every single turn. And we're talking on your turn and anybody else's turn. So if anybody ever group hugs and lets you draw a card, you can use this to trigger it again on somebody else's turn to make a token. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you yeah, can yeah. bounce that around. I think that's really important in this deck. Yeah, I like it. Gives you, gives you a little bit of a mana sink, um, and then you can untap and, and go with your boys. Yeah, so uh, the third one I wanted to talk about is a blue creature, human wizard. It's Murmuring Mystic. Uh, three colorless oh, yeah. and a blue. This is a great card. This Whenever card you cast awesome. an instant or sorcery spell, create a 1-1 one, one blue bird illusion creature token with flying, and it's a 1-5. So it's not going to get burnt off the board easily. Mm-hmm. Instants and sorceries are a dime a dozen, and... One one flyers to me are, are way undervalued by a lot of people. Correct, I agree, and and they're birds too, so you can sneak in a little bit of bird tribal potentially from some of the decks we talked about before. Uh, this card is awesome, and it's only twenty three cents too. Yeah, it's dirt cheap. I was actually surprised by that being in blue with so many instants mm-hmm. and sorceries running around in those colors. Yeah, I mean, Guilds of Ravnica, I think people played a lot of, and they, I think the people were cracking boxes of that and playing them a lot, so um, I pro- people probably just have a lot of these sitting around from it. Yeah, I want to say I saw it in Standard on Arena for a little did, bit. Did you? Um, yeah. Yeah, because I remember, you know, they had plant that down and then just all the draws and counters yeah. and it just yeah. bird, bird, bird. <laughs> well, yeah, oh that and it, like, <laughs> being a 1-5 and standards really powerful as yeah. far as being able to stay yeah. on the board. Uh, okay, so last card I wanted to talk about, we're staying on the blue train. It is Followed Footsteps. It oh. is three colorless, two blue, an enchantment aura. Enchant creature at the beginning of your upkeep, put a token that's a copy of the enchanted creature onto the battlefield. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you're going to be triggering your commander at least once every single turn for yourself. Uh, you're also going to be able to get out something that ideally would be more powerful than standard mm-hmm. types of 1-1s. One you're going to have other creatures on the board. So you're going to have yourself a big token that's going to get double strike, give it flying if you can, and yeah. swing through. I mean, you wouldn't really want to put it on your commander because then the legend rule applies and you have to sacrifice the token. Oh, I wouldn't put it on my commander. You'd either put it oh, on... Oh, sorry, I thought you said just put it on your commander. No, no, you'd put it ideally on like a bigger creature that you would have out. Oh, so okay. maybe one of the 5-5 five, five tokens you're talking about, any other creatures that you throw in that have flying or, or big beaters, that type of thing. Well, and you can always you can, you can always target someone else's creatures yeah, too, and then, and then they have to either burn a removal, an artifact removal on that, or mm-hmm. like maybe do a board wipe afterwards. So again, that can kind of be like a two for one there too. Even if you target somebody else's creatures, it's not necessarily the end of the world for them if mm. you're not going after them because it doesn't really do anything to their creature. Correct. It, yeah. it just is giving you a token copy of that. So I, I think it could be a sneaky kind of politics card that you can play around the board. Sure. Yeah, I know. I agree. Well, that's all I had. I wanted to talk <laughs> about a new card while I could since it only had nine <laughs> decks built on EDH Rec. I figured here we are. This is my <laughs> Before only chance. Buys it, it's out of control. <laughs> No, this one's going to be a lot of fun. I love the the flying creature tokens because those are kind of hard to come by in Magic. Uh, so I'm excited to get out there and build this one. Cool. Anyways, I'll kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Hey, and thanks for staying with Cheat McGee and uh, his uh, <laughs> cheating of cards talking about in C20. Oh, he's going to be on this one for a long time. And as always, thanks for staying with us. And as uh, as always, always, remember <laughs> the great giveaway. Double cast always. Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Also, another way to support your news team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower, with reward tiers for all the budgets through ways that you, the collective, can help Squee McGee talk about newer cards that people have actually touched and haven't actually been out long enough for people to make decks about. <laughs> I'm not letting this go. I'm talking about it forever. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and your website, CMD Tower. You can communicate directly with your team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Commodore 5, all spell out except for the 5, at Cheating Squee. I'm sorry, hold on. That's at Dear Squee. At Big Duck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Ha, 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 